0: Let's get our Bibles open tonight. I want to talk about, if, if you happen to notice on media, what we're going to talk about tonight. I want to use a verse from Paul in the New Testament, in 2 Corinthians 9.15 as the text verse. And he said some words. He was actually talking about taking care of the church. He was talking about um, being faithful, uh, giving, and, and being a generous person and all this. And obviously he's writing... As you know, most of this from prison. So he had definite um, dominion as he's writing, amen, as he was not free, but he understood the power of, of freedom in Christ, not, not related to his physical freedom. How many know we can be free tonight in Christ when we're not free in anything else? Amen. amen? And he said some words that are so powerful. He said these words in 2 Corinthians 9, 15, thanks Be to God for His indescribable gift. Amen? Thanks be to God for His indescribable gift. And I hope as a believer tonight and as someone who is in love with the Lord and saved that you have a hard time trying to explain and express who and what Jesus means to you. Amen? How many know it's hard sometimes? Have you ever been praying or worshiping and the words run out and you don't even just you just you just don't know what to say anymore you have how many have some favorite words that you use when you're when you're praying and you're worshiping amen we know that jesus said this is how you pray our father in heaven hallowed i don't exactly know what hallowed means amen but it's big word and it sounds powerful i know i could get the dictionary but it means you know something big okay and so hallowed be your name, praised be your name, worshipped be your name. And you start thinking, I'm going to preach Sunday morning about that name, about that powerful name. But you start thinking about Jesus and the gift of what he is and what he gave us. It is, like Paul said, an undescribable gift. And as we're at this time of the year, in Christmas time, it, it, it don't matter how strong spiritually you try to be, it's a fact People are buying gifts. People are thinking about gifts. Drive by the mall on the way here, and the parking lot's packed like never before. Every store's full. People are going crazy, buying and going to buy. You know, a lot of people, and I hope nobody in this church, a lot of people go into debt in December. Amen. (laughs) Amen spending money that they, I'm not saying you can't buy stuff, but spending money you don't have, you know, racking up, people get behind, putting on credit cards, trying to make their kids happy, all these different things, and just buying, buying, buying. People are are buying gifts like crazy. It's a, It's a great time to talk about the greatest gift. Amen? And so... If you're here, you're married, you have good parents, you love somebody, you have family members you care for, you've been thinking for the last few weeks, what can I give my spouse, what can I give my kids, what can I give my mom and dad, what can I give whoever it is, and you're thinking, and and how many have done that? Whether it's Christmas or it's a birthday, and you're trying to say, I want to get that perfect, what, gift, okay? And we want to do that because we want to express, when you give a gift, You do it because you want to express gratitude. You want to express love. You want to uh, share with somebody how much you care for them when you give something to them. So you're giving of yourself. And sometimes we give a gift because we can't describe how we feel about somebody like a gift can. Okay? Now, we, as we get older, we understand and we mature sometimes. Amen? Amen. And we get to a place where a physical gift is not as important as it was when we were younger. Amen. If we woke up on Christmas morning as a young kid or a teenager even, and we just said, our parents just said to us, kids, we just want to tell you how much we love you this morning on Christmas morning. But there was no gift that love would just not be received (laughs) like it would be inside a box. Just be real, amen? As kids especially, we just understand love more when it's in a box. And of course, it's extra funny when it's little babies, two, three, four years old, and, and they, you go buy a gift for $20 or $10 or whatever, and what do they do? Play with the box. I never could convince my wife to just give them a box. It's funny how we, we have to feel as parents, like we gave our kids a great gift, I never could, I I was cool with that. I never could understand why we can't just give the, wrap the gift, give them the box. They're going to throw the toy to the side anyways, but we would look bad and all these different things. Y'all follow me? But we're trying to describe by a gift our love. And of course, you know, money can't buy happiness, but it can make people happy, right? Can't buy love, but it can go a long way. And so there are, of course, when you get a really nice gift and somebody gives you something really nice, I'm sure right now, as we're having service, there are people at Zales, there are people at K, you know, every kiss begins with K, amen. There's people buying jewelry and buying things, and we know tonight, some people have unsurmountable, uncountable money, and they can go buy whatever, and they would express that, but how many know tonight at the same time, was a whole lot of people buying gifts, really, really nice gifts, Because they don't know any other way to describe their love or lack of love to a person. So they would be a really good gift giver and they would describe their love through a gift but not really love that person all the rest of the year. Right? Could spend a humongous amount of money on a gift I mean, can you imagine if we began to find out numbers and what people spent around the world and different places on gifts for Christmas and and, and the craziness? How many remember uh, some of the crazy things that have happened over the last few years? I don't remember how, I remember we were in Costa Rica when, was it Elmo? When Elmo came out. Y'all remember Elmo? Right? Who? Tickle Tickle Me Elmo. Yeah, remember when that came out? The craziness over that little thing. And people were paying hundreds and then thousands of dollars. Because they wanted to say they had one. I mean, I, I'm not trying to tell too many stories tonight, but we know there's a lot of craziness that goes on at Christmas time as people buy gifts. And really, again, that, the, 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 the reason is behind it is that we would say, I want to describe my love by giving a gift. OK, but the gift Paul says that God has given us is indescribable. If you're just getting in from the from from wherever, and you didn't hear the verse Second Corinthians nine fifteen, Paul says, "Thanks be to God for His indescribable gift." And the bottom line of this is, if if one of the again, you don't get anything else out of tonight's message, is that you would be in a place in your walk with God tonight. Maybe you're not there yet, but you can be. That, hey, on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, you're with family, maybe you get a gift, maybe somebody gives you something, that's just an extra, and you say, wow, I'm so thankful that I'm loved, but gifts are not what are making you happy, that you're not looking for that, that that's not, before we really get Christ into our lives and he's number one, we would look for that fulfillment in a gift. Am I talking to anybody human here? All right. We would look for that joy that if we didn't get a really nice gift or didn't get what we wanted at Christmas, we would feel like we weren't loved. We weren't appreciated. We weren't special. And you, but you can get in a, to a place of maturity in your walk with the Lord that all of that other stuff just becomes a blessing. It just becomes extra. It just becomes what they would call icing on the cake. But as a believer, we can go into this time and we can really stop. Me and my father were at Sam's the other day, and uh, he was taking back a heater he had bought. And we were talking to this lady, really nice lady, and uh, we began to talk and talk and talk. And come to find out, she was a Christian, and she was real bold about telling. We started talking about how we say Merry Christmas instead of Happy Holidays, and she's like, "Yeah," and she said it real loud, "Merry Christmas," you know. And we're talking about all these different things about gifts and everything, and we start realizing that uh, at this time of the year, she says, "I've really learned to realize." over the years of being saved now, she's only been saved a couple years, that, it's, that Christmas is not what it used to be because now everybody's out just doing so many crazy things and they're buying and they're going crazy and they're not really remembering why we celebrate Christmas. And so that's so important right now at this time of the year that we reflect as we're going in. And I thank God that, hey, I, I wasn't always there either. I thank God I am now, amen? And, and I thank God I've gotten to a place in my walk with the Lord that Christmas has become only greater because I've realized more now the indescribable gift that God is. And it just makes Christmas so much better because now I really understand why I'm celebrating the, the birth of Jesus Christ. And we know that today, and I'll talk a little bit about this Sunday, I don't want to get into it too much, it, it, every year, more and more, we're try, the world's trying to wipe out the real meaning of Christmas and why we celebrate it. But we need to remember tonight, as we go into this week, as we come into Sunday and then Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, we're with our families, that we sit back and we realize how great of a gift God has given to us. Amen? So when you begin to think about a gift, write this down if you're taking notes. Christmas time, this is something I just want you to have in your thoughts. You need to be making memories. With your family. You need to be making memories. It's a time to sit and make memories. And how many know, and listen, some of the people in here tonight have lost loved ones. Amen? Close loved ones, they're not here anymore. But here's a saying, sometimes you'll never know the true value of a moment until it becomes a memory. Okay, you'll never know the true value of a moment until it becomes a memory. So we need to be in our minds at Christmas time like somebody taking a, a picture. We understand this real well today because of the technology we have. We can pull out our phone, and all of you that are really good at selfies, you can selfie, 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 selfie until you get one you like, right? Or as my father-in-law would call it, a Amen. He he changed the whole word. And you can take a bunch of pictures, just hit the button, 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 button. You can do that spiritually with memories. You can be making memories. You can understand this moment right here, this moment right here, this moment right here that's happening is, is going to become a memory. Make memories. The best gift you can possibly have at this time of the year is memories with your family. Amen. That's the best gift. Is that you could sit down, have conversation, amen, with your family members. But if you, be, if I would begin to ask you, I could give the mic out tonight to a bunch of people. I'm not going to, don't worry. And I could say, what is an indescribable gift to you? And we would begin to hear, think people would say this or that. We'd hear different things. Uh, or maybe you've gotten a gift. How many? Has anybody ever gotten a gift that was indescribable? By the way, I didn't think so. I didn't think so. Or you could get a gift that was indescribable because it was so bad that you did not want to describe it. Okay? That can happen too. Amen? But, uh, a few years ago, uh, I'll get to that in a second. Paul says in in this verse, words aren't adequate. Okay? How many have ever fallen short on your words? Even with your spouse or a loved one or somebody where you can't express yourself to tell them what you're trying to say. It's funny to me, now listen, I understand, and me and my wife talk about this, and she has a definitely strong thing about that, we, you know, it's just, it's some people just tell everybody they love them, okay? We love, every, we love a lot of people, but, you know, to meet someone and then love them is kind of hard, right? But you've got to kind of get to know them to love them. We love them in Christ, right? But we, we sometimes, it's, this is the other side of the spectrum is, is some people have a hard time saying, I love you, Right? Like you can say, I love you. And that person will be like, yeah, you too. I'm hitting a nerve right there. Guaranteed nerve. Yeah, you too. Oh, you can't say those words. You mean it, but you can't say it. Right. I love you too. It's not that hard, but some people cannot say it. So it's a description and it's hard. And in, when it comes to God, it's not that we can't say it, it's that we can't describe it. Paul said, this is a gift that is indescribable. And that's a really cool word, because he can't describe it. No matter how hard you try, try. many of the wisest men, I'm going to give you an example right here, have tried to explain the gift of Jesus. Okay, If I asked you tonight, we're going to do a, a competition, who can do the, a paragraph of description of Jesus, we get all kinds of really cool things, but guess what, it still wouldn't measure up. And in four, here's an example. 451 AD, there was a council called the Chalcedon. And they were some of the greatest theological minds at their time, okay? 450 AD after Christ, about 1,500 years ago. And so they came together and they did this. They said, We're going to try to describe Jesus. Here's what they wrote perfect in Godhead, perfect in manhood, truly man of, of a reasonable, rational soul and body, consubstantial. Sorry, yeah, consubstantial, coessential with the Father, according to the manhood, in all things like us without sin, begotten before all ages of the Father, according to the Godhead, and in the latter times for us and for our salvation, born of the Virgin Mary, the Mother of God, according to the manhood, one of the same Christ, Son, Lord, only begotten to be acknowledged in two natures, inconfusedly, unchangeably, indivisibly, inseparably, And the distinction of nature's being by no means taken away by the union, but rather the property of each nature being preserved. I lost 90% of you about the third word. How many of you understood that? I didn't. And you're lying if you raise your hand. Now, you might be super smart. I'll put you up in the IQ thing. But see, that's the example there is that's man's attempt. Right? That's man's attempt to, watch this, describe the undescribable. Right? And, and what God doesn't want from us tonight is to try to describe our love for Him in our words alone. Because that's what a lot of people do inside of religion is they learn. The powerful, awesome, cool words. And then they say them over and over, over and over and over and over so much that Jesus shot that down with Matthew 6, 7 and say, don't pray to me in vain repetitions. Amen. If I found a really cool word that I could tell my wife that I loved her and I said it to her all the time and every day, guess what? After a while, it would lose meaning. The first time I said it, I might knock her socks off and I might get some points with her. I might really amaze her. And she might be like, man, that's a great saying. But if I kept saying it every day, every month, every year, eventually she'd be like, man, you got to get something new. Right. Y'all following me? That's what happens to us. We cannot get to a place where we try to describe in our words our love for God. He wants us to show him. Okay, he wants us to show him our love. We cannot, in our own vocabularies, adequately describe Jesus. So a while back, how many remember Joan London? She had a show on Good Morning America. She was going over some indescribable gifts. okay? And so she says, I want to bring out some extraordinary, indescribable gifts that you might want to include on your Christmas gift list. And as she begins to talk about them, the list of people that could do this was real small. She says one of them was a Jaguar called the Jaguar 220. Maybe there's some people in here that know cars. And if you care to order one of these Jaguars, uh, you got to go to your Jaguar dealer and put down the small deposit of $80,000 cash. <laughs> then when the automobile is delivered, you just pay the balance of $507,000. And you can take it home. They only make 250 of them a year. That would be an indescribable gift. right? Some of you say, I don't care about Jaguars and all that, but hey, somebody that likes Jaguars would want that Jaguar 220, okay, for $587,000, okay? So another one is, uh, and if you bought the car, that undescribable gift, you could also uh, purchase some wax for it that would give the ultimate shine for this new car wax that would sell for $3,400 for an eight ounce can. And if you could afford to do that, why not, if you could afford a $587,000 car, why not spend $3,400 on wax? Right? A third item she mentioned was a $300,000, these are real items, $300,000 gold and silver toilet seat. Inlaid with precious stones. Right? Indescribable gift. Can you imagine? $300,000, real gift. Then she says, of course, there's also some cheaper gifts for those who have everything, an $18,000 Frisbee, $10,000 yo-yo, $12,000 mousetrap, and even a pair of $27,000 sunglasses. And for the proud grandparent who's wondering what to buy the new grandbaby, a $28,000 pacifier. Okay? Now, these sound crazy, but people do buy things like this. Obviously, because they wouldn't be for sale if they couldn't sell them, okay? People are crazy. They're trying their best to describe their love in an indescribable way. They'll seek ways, and so then the, 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 the media will try to appeal to us in getting us to believe, hey, how many have ever seen those infomercials? You cannot live without this, <laughs> right? And listen, some, sometimes they're super, super cheesy and, re, and, and just ridiculous. But be honest, sometimes... You get intrigued, and you begin to believe, i got to have that. Come on. Yeah, that's a good one. That app thing? Come on. There's, be honest. Somebody, everybody's gotten caught by something. You start saying, hmm, I think that might work. And then they say, you can have this for three installments of 1995, and just get your credit card. And you're sitting there at 3 o'clock in the morning, can't sleep. You actually go try to grab your wallet. <laughs> you don't buy it, I hope, but you're thinking about it. They're luring you in, okay? I know y'all try to act super holy and super cool, but everybody's been intrigued by something they thought they could not live without, okay? And we have tonight, not a product, but something we cannot live without. Amen. An indescribable gift, amen? Amen. And we, doesn't matter what we get at Christmas or don't get at Christmas or our birthdays, we already have the indescribable gift. We already have it. It's ours. It's in our possession. We don't have to get our credit cards out. We can't do anything to earn it. We have it. And we should walk around this Christmas time with our heads held high knowing we already have the indescribable gift. There's so many miracles and times in the Bible that I'm not, I don't have time to go into tonight for time, but Luke 1:35. this is a good Christmas time verse says, And the angel answered and said, The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now, indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is now the sixth month of her who was called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. If you start thinking tonight, you might say, man, what have I ever got? What do I have? What you have tonight, besides Jesus, is a testimony. It just said there in that verse that Elizabeth was barren, now she's with child. That's just an example of that, that God can take a barren womb and put a baby in it. Amen. God can take a sick body and heal it. God can take a marriage that's broken and destroyed and restore it. God can take a drug addict and set him free. Amen. God can do anything that seems impossible for the world and make it possible because of the gift that he gave 2000 years ago. Amen. I'm not going to take the time. I've got some notes here about all these amazing things. People in the Bible, Jose mentioned Noah and and, and his thing. We think about the miracles that have been prophesied, all the things that the Old Testament talked about, that the New Testament revealed. There's so much in this book, like James was talking about on Sunday night. The book, the Bible, the stories, the life-changing, real things that happen are things that are sometimes undescribable. amen? But they're ours. They're already ours. We already possess them. Amen? And and, and all the faith we need tonight is in that book. It's in that Bible. It's in God. It's already given us. But we know that a miracle is that that God somehow loved me when I was not lovable. That's the greatest miracle. And the greatest gift is that Romans 5.8, that while I was yet a sinner, He died for me. As I begin to think tonight, I was thinking, how could I describe the Lord? And I know I'm short on my words. I would think and I would hope you would, too, of some favorite verses, some verses that I know changed my life. And I start with that. That's just personally my my favorite right there. Not necessarily my favorite verse, but the best way for me to describe Of course, John 16 would be right there, too, that I think God loved me so much and loved this world so much that he gave his son. But I would first and foremost think, while I was yet a sinner, if someone, you know, think about that. If someone said, I need you to convince me with one verse that I need a savior or that Jesus is Lord or Jesus is the savior, how would you do that? If we tried to use our words, our words, our words. It would fall short. Even if you sat back and described all the amazing things God's done. We need to use the Bible because the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by my description of what God has done for me. No, by the word of God. And so you think of a verse, maybe a verse is popping into your head right now. I hope it is. But Romans 5, 8, while I was still a sinner, God, Jesus died for me. He says thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Now, to close tonight, I want to give you just three things to think about of why he's indescribable. What makes Jesus indescribable? First of all, by itself because of who he is. Because of who he is. Okay? Because of who he is. He he said I am okay you all remember those words I am he is who he says he is a lot of times when I'm praying I say God I thank you for who you are and I thank you that you are who you say you are amen Amen? I thank you that you are who you say you are and tonight if you don't know for sure without a doubt that he is who he says he is you need to find him at the altar tonight amen And so Jesus, Paul says he's indescribable because of his natures. I mean, we went back to that part of the paragraph that left us going, you know, eyes crossed and everything. Really, how do you describe Jesus? How do you choose? Which words do you choose? I want you to think about that for a second. If I said tonight you have five words to describe Jesus, it would be hard to try to find the right five words. And I think Paul already won the prize. Let's just give it to him. He says, I thank God for the indescribable gift. Right? He's just indescribable. He's just amazing. But how do you describe God in the flesh? God walking on the earth, God reaching out to the hurting and the masses, God, uh, 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 Emmanuel, God with us. How do you explain that? See, that's, here's the problem. All these other religions, false religions you would call them, try. They try. They can't understand that part. Do you realize they fall short on that? They can't understand that God is with us. It doesn't it just doesn't line up. It just leaves them reaching for other answers that they don't need. They don't understand when God said you when the Bible says and I'm getting a little bit into Sunday morning. He says when you just when the angels came and they said you shall call him Emmanuel, God with us. That's hard for us to understand in our minds. God came down into a body and lived. How do you describe God with us? What words would you choose? How do you describe that God is all-powerful? How do you describe that? that, that he's eternal? Amen? How do you, again, describe the indescribable? So number one would be because of who he is. That's, that's why he's indescribable, because of who he is. Who else can say that they are who they are? Right? Who else can say I am that I am? Do you Who else? I'm just asking. Try to give me an answer. A lot of people have tried But they said, are you who they say you are? He says, I am. (laughs) Who else can do that? So he's indescribable because of who he is. The second one is because of what he did. He's indescribable because of what he did. Which was what I read. While I was a sinner, he died for me. While I was a sinner. Who does that? Who really does that? Who really loves somebody that hates them? Who really uh, gives credit to somebody who doesn't deserve credit? Who really would lay their life down for somebody else with no guarantee that that person would be thankful? Just think about that for a second. Let me just pause here for a moment before I close. How, can you imagine giving a gift to somebody, something that costs you something? We, there's really no way for us to understand that. I'm not talking about going to Dollar Tree and buying something for a dollar and handing it to them. I'm talking about something that costs you something, valuable. And you're going to give it to somebody you really care about them. But there's a 95% chance they're going to take the gift, throw it back in your face, and spit on you. How many of us would do that? Be honest. That's what Jesus did. He, he gave a gift of himself, we can't describe, knowing that a vast majority, unfortunately, of the population of the world would just spit in him, spit in his face and say, I don't want this. What do you do when you reject a gift? Say, no, thank you. And that would be nice. Sometimes he just says, no. Sometimes, God forbid this has ever happened. Do you ever given, to, no, raise your hands. You ever given a gift to somebody? And then later on, you saw it sitting there, and they didn't take it with them? <laughs> Don't raise your hand. I'm just saying. You gave somebody something. You really thought about it. You really gave time into it, and you, you hope they like it. And then two weeks later, it's still sitting where you gave it to them, right? Oh, it got quiet in here. <whistles> Pin drop. Right? But that's... That, J- Jesus did that. So he's indescribable because of what he did. How do you... just dis- Really, it's hard to describe what he did. And the third one is because of what he's given to us. Who he is, what he did, and what he's given us. Because now, because of what he's given me, my sins are forgiven. When I accept Jesus... I'm not only saved, I'm not only forgiven, I'm adopted. I'm adopted into the kingdom of God and I become citizen of his kingdom. I get guidance, I get counsel. See, sometimes we take for granted what we have. I get counsel, I get guidance, I get comfort, I get power, I get love, I get peace. I get all these things that are so amazing That sometimes I take for granted what I have. I have a mansion paid for me in heaven. Some of y'all say, oh man, wouldn't it be nice to have someone buy me a house. You already got a house in heaven and it's paid for. Amen. Amen. A place that is going to last for eternity. (laughs) For eternity. And that's indescribable too. So let me finish with this. I'm going to ask the musicians to begin to make their way up. Pay attention to this. Three reasons. Because of who he was, or is, because of what he did, and because of what he gave us. Makes him indescribable. Okay? But think about this. When God looked down 2,000 years ago at a confused world, and we're probably more confused now, he saw Roman soldiers marching in the streets, He saw people looking for peace, looking for reasons to live, looking for hope. And he so urgently wanted to, we go back to the beginning, give a gift. He wanted as God to give a gift. Because if you want to give a gift, if you're here and you're not selfish, you're a giver. And hopefully, let me throw this in, hopefully as you're getting saved and becoming saved and being sanctified You are becoming a giver. Now, I'm not just talking about your tithes and offerings. I'm talking about a generous spirit, generous heart. As you you begin to do that, if you want to give gifts, that's why the Bible says if a father would give bread or a stone when he's asked for bread, what kind of father would he be? How much more does God want to give us great gifts? So when we begin to think, man, I... As we've been the last few days or weeks, I really want to give a great gift, a thoughtful gift to somebody. As we've been thinking about that, how much more do you think God wants to give, wanted to give a gift to the world 2,000 years ago? When what he was doing was not being accepted, it wasn't being, uh, it it was not that it wasn't working because God wasn't powerful to work. It's because we get involved. He's thinking, I want to show the world how much I love this world. And he's thinking, he's God, and he's thinking, how? Just like I'm asking you, how would you describe Jesus? He's thinking, how would I show this world I love them? If I come down and appear in person, maybe. If I stand before the people in all my glory, they'll be frightened and scared away. Because we know nobody can see him in his glory. So if I come down like that, I'll scare them. And if I come down like that, this is God thinking, I don't think anybody would feel like they could come up and talk to me. Because I'm so big and I'm so strong and I'm so powerful. What can I do? They'll be like Moses and the people at Moses' time when they were afraid to even look at the mountain as he was up getting the Ten Commandments. And like Moses that took off his shoes because he knew he was on holy ground. If I speak, watch this, if I speak and they hear thunder of my voice, they they'll never grasp the words of my love. Because all they hear is the thunder. How do I do this? How do I describe my love? How do I show my love to my people? If I send down legions of angels, they probably wouldn't know how to respond. Maybe they'll never be able to experience my love because they'll say, I'm not an angel. But he says, I know. I know what I'll do. I'll send a baby. I'll send a baby. Babies don't frighten people. Babies are accepted. Babies are loved. Babies are tender and soft and helpless. So I'll show them my love by coming down as a baby and maybe they'll touch the soft skin of a baby and they'll hear the gentle sighs of a baby and maybe they'll experience my love if I send a baby and that's what God did that's how he showed us his love think about it he sent a baby that's what we're celebrating at Christmas that he sent a baby amen that's where that awesome song comes from Mary did you know you know that your baby boy God came down he did something nobody else has ever done or ever been able to do he came down and became us he became the indescribable gift and we, we have him tonight and if you don't have him you can have him tonight you don't have to have money you don't have to have talent All you have to have is an open heart and say, God, I believe that you came down as a baby and you were born of God, not of a man, born of a virgin. And you lived a perfect life among us and then you died for us so we could have the perfect gift. That's Christmas. That's Christmas. And that's what we have to stop every day and remember how powerful God is and how he became so weak for us let me say that again how powerful God is I mean go back to a few things I said just a second ago how would you have come down how would you have come down listen be real that's not how I would have came that's not how you would have came we would have came down in glory we came down in power because that's our human nature. But he said, no, I got to do something different so I can be accepted, so I can be understood. I got to have a mom and a dad and I got to live a regular life and I got to show I can be perfect so I can be the perfect gift. Amen? So as we close tonight, I just pray that you think about how amazing and indescribable Jesus is and that every day every day not some days, every day you can make moments with the Lord amen, with the Lord that you wouldn't be too busy with anything else in your life than to stop and have moments forget everything else I've said till now and focus on this moments Kind of goes back to that message about what do these stones mean to you be careful that you don't get so busy with life and things that you forget moments with the Lord because when they take everything else away or if you lose everything nobody can take the moments from you right Because they're living stones. They're stones that live inside of you. They're memories that live inside of you. That moment with the Lord when he came down and he touched you. The moment where the Lord came down, Jose, and said, I'm going to show you how indescribable I am by giving you an amount of money that is exactly what you were thinking. Not a few cents off or a few dollars off.